Welcome back to Going Rogue with Thick Chick. My name is Angie and I am Thick Chick. Today I have my partner on the line, Erica, and we're just going to briefly discuss why we stop making New Year's resolutions and why we stop setting goals. Some of you guys are goal setters to each his own. Unfortunately, we've done the New Year's resolutions, we've set the goals, and we didn't accomplish the goals. For me, I'm an emotional eater. If I set a goal and I don't succeed or I don't make it to that goal, it's emotional for me. I tend to eat. The best thing for me, the best thing for Erica, was to stop doing it. And it's not something we planned because we didn't even know each other. It's just something that happen and as we've learned each other over the years and started talking we've come to the conclusion that we had the same thing happen to us and we weren't setting goals we weren't making new year's resolutions and by not doing that we accomplished so much more in our journeys in the fact that we went rogue It's been a long road for both of us. And her and I, we were just talking about New Year's resolutions and goals. And one thing that both her and I agree in is we don't make New Year's resolutions anymore and we don't set goals. What's up, Erica? Happy to be here. (laughs) So everybody's about to get ready for summer bodies, quote unquote. And when did you start going rogue? So initially, let's say, I would say I started going rogue January of 2018 is when I initially, I guess you could say, quote unquote, started my journey by eating better at least, even though I wasn't working out. So you started eating better, but you didn't start with the workout. Right. Right. So I actually went to the doctor's. In like January, I think, uh, of 2018, mm-hmm. I was 307 pounds. That was like literally the highest I've ever been in my life. And what the doctor I say? I had high blood pressure and I was pre-diabetic. Does high blood pressure like running your family? Definitely runs what? in my family. My mom has, she's had high blood pressure forever, but she's also been a diabetic for probably at least 35 years. And then my grandmother actually passed at 47 from complications of diabetes. Wow. You went to the doctor. The doctor said you had high blood pressure. You were pre-diabetic. I mean, did it change something for you mentally? Is this something like you kind of already knew or what just snapped in your head in January? Bottom line is I was fat. Like I'm I'm only 5'1". So to be 5'1 and 307 pounds, I was fat. I was out of shape. I used to get winded like going to the grocery store. And to be, like, in your early 30s and, like, so out of shape, I really used to, I was going to die. So I was like, either you're going to do something or you're going to die. That's where I was. So this wasn't a a New Year's resolution, right? You just went to the doctors and you just decided to change, but it just happened to be in January. And I, I guess I really didn't even start on my healthy eating journey actually until February, January is when I went to the doctors, but in February, I started making like the small changes by cutting out soda, cutting out sugar, stop going to get like fast food. I started preparing more meals at home. 
So I really tried to focus on the eating aspect since that's supposed to be like 80% of it, you know, 80% of it. We really just don't need. At what point did you become physical with it? June. Okay, it's time. So I had been eating right probably for about three, four months. So I had gotten to the habit of eating right. So I was like, okay, exercise is the next thing. So literally, I remember it like it was yesterday. My first day of working out was Wednesday, June the 6th, 2018. Don't ask me why I remember that, but I do. <laughs> Wednesday, guys. <laughs> so you started in the middle of the year. So, okay, you have free time. What actually kind of like gave you the mental oomph to like, okay, I need to get up and I, I really need to add some additional, you know, things to this journey going I really just woke up one day and I was like it's time I saw an opportunity I saw a post on Facebook to where a girl you know she shouted out a trainer and she tagged them and I was like okay it's time and I just felt like everything just (laughs) aligned the perfect way like you change your foods like how hard was it for you to not go through a drive-thru and get your favorite food and then how hard was it for you not to drink a soda like me and you are we we both had the cokes in in common like big time it was really hard to like not drink a coke what did you just wake up like me one day and said okay I'm not gonna do it no more these people want to know you pass drive-thrus all the time and especially being a mom because you're a mom as well like how were you able to change that for you and, and listen, still have oh my a child God, I am a true fat girl I am a fat girl to my heart I remember like <laughs> before I even started this journey I used to like plan out my meals daily in my head what I was gonna get for like fast food I, in the evening I'm a true fat girl <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was like so hard but at the same time you have to choose yeah. what's more important. Is it more important for you to live and to... A few days, girl. That was like a few years because that fast food ain't no joke. Even with people who have who don't have kids, what would be your motivation than, other than having kids? Because I know some people are like, well, I ain't got kids. And we're also talking to some of these young girls who are 21, 22. They don't have kids, but they will bear kids. So what is your advice for them about not eating all that bullshit because that's really what it is. I think a lot of people think, especially when you're young, that, oh, I got plenty of time to get this weight off. It won't catch. So, you know, coming from a person that's been big all my life, you know, I I recognize, you know, I wish I would have done it earlier, but I recognize that, you know, the weight is not just going to fall off. And it's something that does catch up to you. It's like, you know, having one fast food meal a week sometimes will turn into two and then it'll slowly turn into three. And then mm-hmm. every day you're eating fast food, literally. And whether or not you feel yeah. the effects mm-hmm. immediately, your body feels those effects. I can tell, like, you know, now that I work out all the time, I can tell when I'm eating bad, my body affects. So I would mm-hmm. just say, choose to live for you. It's not even about, you know, I love my daughter dearly. And don't get me wrong, of course, she's a motivation. But when I did this initially, I did this for myself. I did this because I wanted to live for Mm -hmm. myself. And I wanted to live a long life 
and I wanted to do things like travel, like even just, you know, being on an airplane, a non-scale is buckling the seatbelt without a seatbelt extender. And and that shit is embarrassing, asking them for a seatbelt extension. You know, it's like, you automatically know. No, you automatically know. Like when I would get on, I would ask for one right when I get on. So it wouldn't be so embarrassing when I sat down in my seat to say, oh, excuse me, you know, when they're walking through, can you give me a, you know, a seatbelt extension? And then they walk through all those people with an extension and then hand it to you like two rolls. Yeah. Over. Mm-hmm. I refused like, to ask. That was another uh, thing. Like I never wanted to ask for a seatbelt seatbelt extension. So literally I would be sitting there a whole flight, like holding my breath because I can't breathe because I pretty much done you know, squeeze myself into this freaking seatbelt, or sometimes I wouldn't even buckle it. And it's embarrassing <laughs> to say, but it's reality. Sometimes I would act like my seatbelt is buckled, and you wouldn't really be able to tell because I would hide it up under my fupa. For both of us, we both agree we didn't have a New Year's resolution. One of the biggest reasons I didn't have a New Year's resolution is because when it comes to weight loss, going rogue, your journey, Anything emotional can hinder your weight loss. When you set goals and you don't accomplish the goals that you set, I'm an emotional eater. So it's like if if I set a goal and I don't complete it or finish it, I was the one to go eat. Some people go smoke. Your, Your journey is interrupted because you didn't reach a goal. And a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and... By January, into January, you didn't even complete it. it. To me, especially a weight loss New Year's resolution, this is one of the coldest times of the year. You want to cuddle, you want to eat something hot and warm, and you know, it's probably a dessert. You probably want to drink hot cocoa, and that's when you start gaining your weight, and or you drink. And nine times out of ten, if you drink, after midnight on New Year's, you kind of just gain you some pounds from drinking liquor. So you're already kind of messing up your goals. So I don't make New Year's resolution. Even if you can't do all of the exercises, just come show up and do your mm-hmm. best. The first two months were hell. I'm not even going to lie. I tell everybody who starts their journey, listen, if you can get past those first two months, mm-hmm. you can accomplish anything because you will be every day the first two months. You will hate your trainer every single day, you know, the first two months. But once you get past those first two months, then you start to feel better. Even though you're sore, it's a different type of sore. It's like your body is embracing this workout. So the consistency mm-hmm. is what did it for me. I made up in my mind, listen, I'm and and I'm a very like you know, I like to challenge myself. So if I tell myself I'm going to do it, I had a point to prove to myself to where I could do this and I could stick with it. So after the first two months, it was smooth sailing from there. It was working out is my yeah. life. <laughs> Just like fast food was life, workout is yeah. life now. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe by the second month is when I kind of became a little bit addicted. By the first month, second month, you have to get used to so many different body changes from um, pains, your deterrence, things that may try to interfere in you being consistent. So what was your four top deterrents that you faced? My breast is definitely going to be number one, okay? (laughs) Because I've always been 
a big breasted okay. girl. I've had boobs since the second grade. And I think I skipped over all the A, Bs, and Cs, and Ds. I think I went straight to a double D. So, so when you started, when I started, what was your bra size? 44K. I know a lot of people has never heard of K. Yeah, they have Ks. So <laughs> I would say 40K when I initially started. Okay. And then what's your cup so size now, now? I am a hey. guys. Down three cup sizes. Damn, damn. I went from a double D to a C. And when you lose those boobs, y'all, it's it's a little sad. It's a little sad. (laughs) Me and Erica have different experiences. And I'm sure she has a different experience because her cup size was so big. And my cup size is, you know, norm for... Um, the plus size woman. Erica had to. Oh how many bras did you have so to when use, I girl? First started this journey. I called myself buying a sports bra. That was laughable. I think I was wearing two regular bras and a sports bra. So I was wearing like three bras, and these things were still doing what they wanted to do. <laughs> I'm not going to say the normal breasted, but for the normal sizes and the plus size. In plus size range, I ended up getting a high impact bra. If you're going to go to Walmart or to Ross, Marshalls or something and get those bras, I'm sorry. A bra is just something that you're going to have to invest in. I did get my bras from Lane Bryant. Their high impact bras kept me solid. Unfortunately for Erica, that shit didn't work. That was my ultimate go-to because I tried so many different bras. And if you jump, you're just going to have to kind of deal with the impact that comes with that. Okay. So what was your second deterrent? My knees. Being 5'1", and like, I think I, I was 307 pounds when I started. So I had not bad knees, but I had a lot of knee aches and knee pains. So trying mm-hmm. to work through that, like, definitely was the second deterrent. What a lot of people don't understand is the impact of weight on the knees. When you're jumping or you're doing a lot like running in regards to physical activity with your knees... There's a force of two to three times your body weight on your knees. So if Erica was 307 when she started and she started running or jumping or doing anything in regards to putting force on her knees, that was technically like 921 pounds. Mm -hmm. You would definitely have a hard time with your knees. But I had an issue with my knees and I went to my doctor. This is why... I get frustrated and I used to get um, frustrated when I went to the doctor and they would just tell you, you need to lose weight. It's like, duh, I'm trying to lose weight, you know, <laughs> the shit hurt. So I went to a doctor because I had an issue with my knees, actually my left knee. And for a long time, like I couldn't even bend it. I couldn't sit on the, sit on the turf, like um, on my knees and I would have to get up and I didn't know what was wrong with it. And after a while it got better and it's just because I lost weight, the amount of weight that impacted the knee was lesser. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that could be a huge deterrent. And we're not saying don't go to the doctor. We're just saying be mindful of these things because you're going to experience a lot in regards to your body and your joints. What was your third deterrent? Probably just being a single mother, like having to, when you're a single, well, me as a single mom, I it's like you have the same daily routine. So you go to work, 
you get off work. I was going to work out. And then after workout, it was so late and I still had to parent. So it's kind of like finding time to prepare healthy meals. It was like, okay, this to where it's something that I can actually stick to, but I can also complete the rest of my daily responsibilities. Right. To counter that, Erica, being not just a single parent, but at the time I was a married parent, but it still was a lot because I had four kids. And at the same time, I had to cook and still eat healthy. Mm -hmm. And this will take a lot of your time just to even incorporate eating healthy and working out into your your livelihood. The Sundays chilling, you you don't have Sundays chilling anymore. The Saturday relaxation in the beginning, I didn't have those anymore because I was actually prepping my food for the week. I was washing clothes. I was doing everything as a parent so I can have the extra time during the week just to be able to go work out and taking clothes out for the week for the kids just so I can not seem and feel overwhelmed. And that's where structure comes in. You have consistency, you become structured, you become accountable, and it becomes a part of your daily life. And this is why we say it's life change. It's not like, oh, you're about to lose 10 to 15 pounds. It's like, you got to change everything yeah. about your life. What was your fourth so one? So I think my fourth one, the fourth one probably goes kind of with the third one. And I think my fourth one, it was just time management. I've always been mm-hmm. the type of person to where I feel like I've never done anything for myself. So this is the first time to where mm-hmm. I'm being really selfish and I'm on this journey for myself juggle mm-hmm. all your daily responsibilities, going to work, parenting, you know, coming home, doing all that other stuff, and then finding time for your workout, finding time to fit in the workout, and more importantly, not feel guilty. Because we as parents, we tend to feel guilty, like when we're doing something for ourselves that's potentially time away from our family right. and our kids. Something that me and Erica agree with, and it's funny because when we have our conversations, we'd be like, yes, yes. I used to tell a group of girls, something I did was I would bring it to the turf. And when you start going rogue, you may seem a little overwhelmed because you may seem scatterbrained, like, oh, this is a lot. Like, oh, I got to do this. It's, it's kind of overwhelming. But at the same time, you have to think about you deal with a daily stress, period. That's probably one of the reasons you're overweight. We carry stress we don't even realize. We started bringing our stress and stressors to the turf. You walk in that gym, you bring that shit right there and you leave it on the floor. Don't think about the people around you. You don't think about who may interfere in your workout. You don't even focus on them. It's kind of like you just phase them all out. And you, me, I used to put my earbuds and I would focus on that beat and whatever I was stressing, I left it on the fucking turf. And I felt so good after. It's just kind of like, in the beginning, it was like, Five minutes was like, oh, this this is forever. But then an hour came, I was still pumped, ready to go, yeah, feeling good. Definitely. Like leaving it on the surface, probably one of the most important things in my life at this point. It's so funny because I remember, you know, back in the day where, you know, you would have an attitude and your friends would be like, oh, you need this. So now when I'm like upset or in a bad mood, my friend's like, you need to go work out because we know after Mm -hmm. you get done, you're in a good mood. You done left everything (laughs) on the turf. 
And now you're back to yourself. Working out is a huge stress reliever for me. Go there. My mind is so free and so clear. And I'm just enjoying the workout. And like you said, you don't even pay attention to time. I can work out for two hours straight and it'd be like, oh, you just worked out for two hours. And it's like, really? I miss it. It's It's been such a, um, I would say a road when the doctors told me I shouldn't do anything. One of the biggest, I would say, issues that I've been dealing with because I got to the point to where I needed the turf. You know, I needed to go to the turf and let it out to, to throw a hammer or to jump over a tire or to flip a tire. It's like whatever aggression I had, whether it was from work or not being angry from being a parent, but just being frustrated from the responsibility and or bills or relationships. It is just like going there was just my release. And now I'm sitting here and because I'm an emotional eater, I've been eating and nibbling. I I haven't been eating and nibbling all day. I've been more so on my one a day eating, which is bad because I got used to not eating one time a day. I was on my three meals, on my my minor snacks. And now it's just kind of like, when is this going to be over with? Because I'm I'm about over it. Listen, make no mistake. (laughs) As soon as the doctor clears you, we are hitting the gym so hard. Even though you've been away from the gym since July, this is something you don't lose. Once you build up that consistency, Mm -hmm. and that's what we have in common. We've been doing this for a couple of years now. And when I say working out, I mean, we were working out five days or more a week. That's kind of unheard of. It's in our DNA at this point. Oh, nothing has changed, girl. It's like riding a bike now. You talk about go hard. Erica, do you have any words of motivation? And I just want to let you guys know, Erica is my partner on Thick Chick Gone Rogue, Going Rogue with Thick Chick. You're going to be hearing and seeing a lot of her because we have some projects coming for 2021 and we're not setting goals and we're not making New Year's resolutions. We're just doing it because that's what we've learned to do. So what are your words of motivation, girl? But anyways, (laughs) the words of motivation is get selfish. That's what I would recommend to anybody on this journey. It is so okay to be selfish and to get selfish when it comes to loving on you. You have to love you in order to be effective and to love anybody else correctly, you have to love you. So this journey is just part of loving you and understand that you're going to make mistakes along this journey. It really is not about how you start. It's all about how you finish. When I tell you I fell off so many times and I picked myself back up and I got right back on. And also keep in mind that this is not, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're looking for instant gratification, you're not going to get that here. When you, when you started, start a journey, there's Mm -hmm. no such thing as instant gratification because when you've been a girl all your life, like me Mm -hmm. or like Angie, Literally, we understand that we're going to be on this journey for the rest of our lives. So just be prepared for a lifestyle Mm -hmm. change because that's how you have to look at it when you go into this. Right. You got to go in that gym. You got to own it and you got to work and you make your money. And when you make your money, that's that's you making you. You'll realize how many opportunities how people treat you differently, talk to you differently from just seeing you being consistent, from seeing your change. And people start to wonder and question like, oh, girl, what you doing?
249 pounds between Erica and I is what we've lost. Another plus size person. We're not telling you to not make New Year's resolutions or to not make goals. We're only telling you what we've done to help us to get to the point to where we are today. We've made the goals before. We've done New Year's resolutions. They more so hindered us than to help us. But to each his own. If you're a goal setter, by all means, set your goals. But if you don't meet your goals or accomplish your goals, don't let that hinder your journey or your path or going rogue. Start again. And if you see that making goals are hindering your journey more so than helping you, then just try to go day by day and just do it. Thank you for listening in to Thick Chick Gone Rogue. My name is Angie. See you soon.